Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, kitties. This is y'all's Dooley, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And you're listening to Slasher Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Slasher Radio. It's Bones, Cat, and Rob. Guys, how you doing? Doing good. How you doing? It's not as good as you, Sunshine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> doing all right. Um, I think as I'm pretty sure, like at, by the time this episode comes out, we are officially part of the fan sided network. So. Oh yeah. I I by the time this comes out, I would think so. We're in the middle of porting and all those fun things. So. Yeah, cat. Where are you at, cat? See, Rob. Cat here. does not want to talk to us when this starts. No, I'm sorry. I'm here. Not nice at all. <laughs> uh, so, guys, we are fresh off of the Invisible Man. That was our last episode. I, you know, I, I started rewatching that. I just want to let you guys know, and I, I like it even more. I didn't finish the rewatch, but I, I like it even more even through the, the rewatch. So it stands up for me with that too. You're rewatching it already. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've had a little bit of, I've been working from home all week. Oh. So, yeah, there goes that. Yeah, quote unquote working, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, you know, what are you going to do? That's what it's for, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I guess, I don't know. <laughs> Look at you, planning and scheming. Yeah, and I almost got fucked up. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, I plotted all this for weeks and weeks only to get a Friday off. Like, I could have told him I had diarrhea to get that. <laughs> God. I was gonna say you need to plot better. Yeah, well, I mean, who knew? <laughs> Ten days from the test, like, where are they even getting these numbers from? I don't know. Um, but guys, before we get going, I have a horror court that I want to bring up. If you guys don't mind. No. Dun, dun, dun. Rob, this one's aimed at you. Uh huh. I got two points that I want to bring up with you, sir. Mm. One of them is. I've heard you on terrestrial radio, uh-huh. and you sound so professional and <laughs> and just like the most perfect person that ever walked the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. And I also listen weekly, well, bi-weekly to this horror life. Uh-huh. And you sound not as professional, but like right up there. You're nice for the most part, you know, and all that. And then you come here. <laughs> You've been bleeped on this show, Rob. You, you got bleeped again last week. I don't control what you say or how I react to what you say or what you bleep. Okay, okay fair. <laughs> you you kind of do control what I bleep. For the I, I was going to say, that last one, maybe. Right. You hold some fault. Rob, why is it that you're you're all prim and proper and all this and nice and jolly and all that stuff and then you come here and it's like like well, why do we get the the shit end of your stick i don't i don't understand i i reject your principle oh the, your premise sir this is the first objection in horror court. that's right no oh. i i'm the same throughout uh, i think i don't um, i don't know i mean maybe not if you know 
on terrestrial radio, it's it's a little different. Right. There are certain rules that I have to follow, uh, you know, according to the U.S. government and all that. <laughs> I mean, fair, but I don't, I, I've noticed that, like, IR Chris, I mean, I, I know that there were two IR Chris's that were on that episode on This Horror Life, but for the most part, he was all, like, he was on his best behavior. Mm-hmm. And then he comes over here, we got demonic taint. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. like, why is this the place for everyone to come and act a fool? I think the common denominator is you. That's... I'm, I hold a mirror up to you, Mike. <laughs> Damn. I don't I don't think it's me. I I don't want to, to pile on here, but uh, <laughs> when I interviewed, uh, you did say that I could talk about anything I wanted and I wouldn't get kicked off the show during my interview. <laughs> so it might be you. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but damn. <laughs> I don't know. No, and, uh, like, so, you know, on, on the radio, uh, I have to, you know, there are certain rules that have to be followed. You have to you have to do things a certain way, right? Right. On this horror life, I got to, you know, try and keep some semblance of control because ghosts could get, just get out of hand. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah. Okay. Right? Okay. But then you come here and you get out of hand. I'd, I'd never get out of hand, sir. Can we get your radio voice one time? Um, I don't really know how. Uh, no. Damn it. Wow. <laughs> Part of the problem is the mic is different. Uh, He's uncooperative. Right. There. See, <laughs> this proved my point right here. See, what are you doing? Exhibit A. <laughs> I, no yes, joke, no. though. Before, Listen, I am not your trained monkey. Fair, fair enough. But no, no joke, though. Before I get on to my next, my next point of order. Dude, when I heard Rob on the radio, I was like, wow. Like, I didn't even know it was you for a second. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Sounded like I was being seduced. It was mm-hmm. weird. All right, yep, Rob. That's my, that's my very white voice. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> um, second point of, of contention with you. I need to know. And Amber and I were talking. Amber is great. Amber Scro- at Amber Scroggins on Twitter. Um. One of our favorite people, of the very good friend of the show. We were discussing, you know, random horror movies and this and that, and we got onto the topic of one Rob Humphrey. And it was just she had listened. She listens to this horror life as well, and mm-hmm. you throw out suggestions a lot, especially on that show, of things for people to watch and things you have watched and all that stuff. And she she brought up how you have like these obscure movies. And she was like, I don't know where he gets them from. Like, hell come to frog town. I told her about the giant rat. You mm-hmm. know, rubbers in the mix. And I mm-hmm. was sitting there thinking, I'm like, you know, Rob, I have to know. What kind of porn do you watch? <laughs> Just, uh, you know, the normal stuff. I don't know. I, I, I feel like there's whips, chains, no. leather, midgets maybe. No, it's uh, it's really pretty vanilla. Really? Yeah. Cat. Yeah. Cat. I mean, we got to object on this one. Listen. <laughs> Wait, if you have any kind of uh, Doug Jones, like, fish man fetish that you want to tell us, it's a safe space. Oh, my God. <laughs> Shape of Water, too, right? I love The Shape of Water. It's a great movie, but um, no. no, I, I never even looked to see if somebody made a porn parody of that. Oh, I'm sure they have. <laughs> 
Um, that is a you know. porn parody. That movie. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but from what I've heard, um, I don't know. Did have you seen Hell Comes to Frogtown Cat? I have not. Oh, okay. I have to watch it one day. Like I'm. I need to. Cat, <laughs> you, you gotta be. I'm, I'm intrigued. Yeah, it's a great movie. It stars Roddy Piper. Oh God, I forgot you said that. Yeah, I mean. I love I like wrestling and all, especially the old wrestling. I loved old wrestling. Roddy Piper was the man. I don't know if I want to see him acting. God, he's in They Live. He's good in that. I don't know, Rob. You got that line? I came here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. I'm all out of bubble gum. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So that that's all I really had to bring up. I mean, I had to put you on the hot seat, Rob. Yeah, come on, man. You know I just woke up. I know. That's that's the best time to get you. That's why I brought it up so quick. <laughs> that's why I thought I, th- I thought you were going to bring that up. How come? <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I was asleep when you're supposed to be doing this show. <laughs> that, that could be next week's gravy. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. No, that that would have been pretty. That would have been funny. But no, I think I don't know, man. Like me and Amber were talking, and I said out loud, I was like, "Man, what kind of porn does Rob watch?" <sighs> Yeah, I picture you in some kind of latex outfit, and they would explain rubber. That's what I was hoping. <laughs> I, there's no, you don't need to explain rubber. It's just great. Oh my god! Me and Cat were talking about rubber before you got out of here, just so you know. Oh yeah, we yeah. came to a different conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. The wrong one. Okay. <laughs> oh my god! All right, guys. Um, I actually have a we we've been so slow on news, and now I have a ton of it. Oh really? Yeah. So let, let's. Some of it is, isn't really. There's not really too much to say. But uh, yeah. Let, let's just hop into it and uh, kind of breeze through it the best we can. Because I really want to get you guys' thoughts on this movie we're talking about. It's time to hump the news with Rob Humphrey. He's not a genius. All right. First up, Cat, you actually brought this to my attention. There is a Dungeons and Dragons TV series being worked on. What I've read, it's what I've heard. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this is something that can definitely bridge into horror. You know, especially depending on how they do it. Especially if, well, so I play a lot of Dungeons and Dragons. Um, <laughs> I, I play more than the average, approximately like. 33 hours a week of Dungeons and Dragons, and, uh, uh, but I only play, uh, because I I run it professionally, and I only play the scary modules, so I don't know, like, for me, it's a very intuitive week, because I play, like, a lot of Eldritch, uh, modules, I play, like, the isolationist thing-inspired module, I I play the uh, vampire one. So it just like it, it seems very intuitive that this would be a horror show for me, but I know that not all Dungeons and Dragons is like that. Despite my experience with it, but I can see it being spooky. Right. So these modules you're talking are those like uh, different game modes in a way? What, what yeah. is that? They're like uh, each each Dungeons and Dragons campaign. It's like a story. It's like a narrative that you are set in. Um, and obviously, Dungeons and Dragons is known for being, you know, like a high fantasy type, you know, like Lord of the Rings style right. thing. But I, you know, I, I run out of the abyss, which is just it's like a psychological horror campaign, um, where where you eventually it's the DM's job to make the players accumulate madnesses. So, uh, 
you know, there's like stuff like that. And like I said, um, Icewind Dale, Rhyme of the Frost Maiden, I play, which was inspired by John Carpenter's The Thing. Yeah. Um, you're just like out in the cold and you don't know what's real. And there's there are like a bunch of sci-fi monsters secretly hidden in there. Spoiler alert, I guess, from Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. It's secretly a sci-fi. Uh, and oh, then, like, damn, and I was going to play that, too. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, Curse of Strahd is, is, like, a gothic horror thing. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Rob, would you, I mean, it, since it's a television series especially, they can do so much. You know, I mean, Rob, you would assume eventually they'll dabble some of that in there, right? I would think. Right? Yeah, I, I, I mean, look, I know what Kat just said eclipses everything that I've ever known about Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> in my life. So, um, you know, I, I'll just say I would think so, but I I, I have no idea. Okay. I hope so, because, you know, I I kind of like that. I, I love dragons, you know, and I, you I, do. I don't... Leave me alone. So, I, I don't <laughs> know how... I don't know how much dragons are incorporated in Dungeons and Dragons. I'd imagine a lot. I'm looking at this image. There's a dragon in it. That's I would what say got... about half to, half of it. <laughs> you would imagine. You, know, you got your dungeons. You got your dragons. That's it. <laughs> right. And, you know, dragons is what got me to watch Game of Thrones. I said fuck that thing until I <laughs> finally seen the damn dragon. Me and too. I, right. So, um... I, I, I'm, I'm, I would watch it. I'd give it a chance for sure. And I'm with Rob. Like, I've never played Dungeons and Dragons, but this could be enough to get me interested in it. And, and everything Kat said. I mean, I didn't know there was a whole other side of it like that, too. So that's pretty cool. I think I only got uh, my day job because they were looking for someone. Usually when you're looking for uh, people to run Dungeons and Dragons, they want to do, like, the high fantasy stuff. And they were looking for someone that was interested in doing, like, spooky games. I, I stepped in and I was like, I have no uh, <laughs> no experience doing this professionally, but I would only want to play the horror modules. And they're like, absolutely. Huh? Perfect. That. You're hired. And we start you at 10 sessions a week. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> uh, speaking of games, though, uh, I'm going to mosey on to the next topic. Uh, the new Evil Dead game that we talked about however many weeks ago uh, will featured a playable character Pablo from the television oh, series. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm. F versus Right. And it will be voiced by Ray Santiago. Um, I mean, that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I was just yeah. gonna ask if they got him. Yeah, I like uh, I like Pablo. He's a good character. Yeah, he is. And, you know, Ray did a great job with him. And, you know, we got we got Ash and we got, we got Pablo. I mean, mm-hmm. Not a bad start. They're gonna get Kelly to come back? I don't know. That was that her name, Kelly? I think so. Are yeah. they going to get Lucy Lawless? That's. <laughs> oh, yeah, Lucy Lawless was in there. All I care about. Like, now that we have Bruce Campbell, uh, my, my next order of business, you get Lucy Lawless involved. <laughs> yeah, and Ray Santiago actually tweeted uh, an image from the game. I, I, I don't remember this being in the trailer. Um, Yeah, I, I don't know. And he was, uh, you know, mentioning how he was. You know, I guess had a part in the game, and the image has a car driving off, and I mean, this is kind of sort of reminiscent. It could have something to do, like it, it reminds me of Friday the Thirteenth gameplay, and you know, everybody knows the state of that game. So, like, I'm I'm really really hoping this Evil Dead game can scratch that itch for me, and this you know, I, more I see of it is 
you know, it, it's promising. You got Dead by Daylight for that. <laughs> Fuck that. Dude, no. no. Do not <laughs> get me started on that fucking game, man. Holy shit. It's essentially the same thing. You know what happened to me on Dead by Daylight uh, about a week ago? Uh-oh. <laughs> Actually, it might have been Friday. Hey, you got a story every week about something that happened to you on Dead by Daylight. <laughs> I mean, this one... I think you happen to people on Dead by Daylight. <laughs> no, Dead by Daylight happens to people. I... <laughs> I played this guy. I needed blood points because I was trying to get a perk or whatever I was trying to do. So you gain blood points by playing the game. When you play a survivor, there's a high chance you're going to lose. You might not get many blood points. You'll lose progress in your rank, all that bullshit. So I didn't want to deal with it. So my thought was, all right, I'll play as killer and I'll farm with people. You know, meaning I'm not going to kill you, but you guys are going to let me get points and I'm going to let you get points. And everybody's going to come out of this happy. So... What I do is when I load into a match, I see the four little fuckers that I'm supposed to go against. And what I do is I message all of them, farm, so that they know I'm not going to clap your cheeks. Let's all work together and, you know, make this a beautiful thing. <laughs> One of them messaged me back and called me a wiener. <laughs> and told me no. I was like, the fuck? So, so I'm, A, I'm mad because I'm like, ah, this guy's going to be a be difficult. <laughs> B, I just got called a wiener. Like, I don't even know how to deal with that. So That's my favorite. It called me a wiener and then told me no and said, play the game right. And I said, oh, balls of you. So he invited me to a party. And it was a kid. I'm like, I just got called a wiener by a child. So I'm like, bruh. Like, and he had uh, two of the other people, two of the other four in there with him. And they're all getting mad at him. Because they're like, no, we want to farm, we want to farm. He's like, no, nah, I played the game for real. I just put a flashlight on and this, this, and that. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, oh, like, just farm this one out, bro, and then the next one, go do your thing. Refused. Dude, they were so bad, too. I killed the shit out of all three of them. <laughs> and I let the one that didn't talk shit live. The two of them were trying to help him that he was in with. They kicked me out of the party. He called me a wiener again, and they kicked me out of the party. I said, oh, well, fuck that. So I, I, I went after him, and the other two were trying to help him. So I just said, fuck him. Well, I got him in the basement. They were all trying to help. I clapped all of them in the basement. And mouth off to me, or I'm going to slap you right in your penis. <laughs> <laughs> fuck him. That's funny. You're a wiener. I'm a wiener. I, I was dumbfounded. I had all the things to call me a wiener. Damn. Probably makes more sense once you realize he's a kid. It, I mean, it did, but still... I was like, what the arena? Damn. Anyway, so... Yeah, you fuck. report him? <laughs> I couldn't know. I couldn't even... <laughs> I mean, he can't get suspended for saying wiener. I did get comp suspended, though, this week, too. So, yeah, it, it was an event. You got what? I got a communication suspended on Xbox. Oh. Yeah. It wasn't even my fault. It was fucked up. Uh-huh. Never is. It wasn't. I said... This, these kids joined my party and were ear raping. Like, you know, just screaming into the mic. So I mm -hmm. kicked them... And I messaged them and, like, gave them crap for ear raping, and I got suspended for saying the word raping. I'm like, context, man. Come on. Oh. Yeah. Well, now you know how I feel when you beat me for saying nothing. <laughs> you get bleeped for a reason. Um, uh, another quick topic that, on gaming, <laughs> and I feel like it's every month we're bringing this up. Fortnite is teasing a Predator skin. That's kind of cool. I hate that this game keeps pulling out cool shit. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I mean, Cat Rob, when are we gonna just eventually say fuck it and play Fortnite? Never. <laughs> oh, no, no. 
I will I will play Dungeons and Dragons before I play Fortnite, and I'm I'll never playing it. Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> well, okay, so they haven't officially like released a skin, or I, I'm assuming it's going to be a skin, um, but they're putting like little predator things here and there. Like it's it's going to be predator is going to be on the game soon. And as much as I despise Fortnite, it's like damn man, they they do keep pulling out some cool shit. Why Predator, though? Is there a new movie coming or something? Because normally it seems like they do that around some sort of, you know, release or, or whatever. Is, you know, like a, pro, a promo thing. Well, that Predator game came out on PlayStation, but that was a while ago. Yeah. I don't know. I think they just grabbed whatever they could get. Oh, well, I guess. I don't know. Interesting enough, though. I, guys, I'm telling you, one day... They're gonna get something really fucking cool on there, and we're gonna go. I'm telling. I guess I don't want it to That's- happen, <laughs> but I see it. What? What would it have to? How cool would the thing have to be? Like, what <sighs> stage are you gonna hop into Fortnite? <laughs> if they put a Robert England Freddy Krueger on there, I might just have to fucking install it. I don't know. You can you can get Robert. You can get um not Robert England, I guess, but Freddy Krueger on Dead by Daylight, man. No, I will not buy that Freddy Krueger. <laughs> I refuse. To. I mean, it's Jack or- Jackie Earl Haley, but exactly. That's not Freddy Krueger. That's Jackie Earl Haley trying to pretend to be Freddy Krueger, cosplaying as Freddy Krueger. <laughs> and not getting five dollars out of me for that shit. I bought Michael Myers. I bought Leatherface. I bought Ghostface. Um, I bought two custom ones. Well, not by Freddy. I refuse. Mm. No. So, yeah. Um. All right. So that yeah, good for Fortnite, I guess. Uh, the next thing I wanted to bring up, I don't know if you guys consider this horror, but uh, Godzilla vs. King Kong got moved up two months. We got yeah. moved up? Yeah. Wow. Believe it. What, what's the date on it now? Uh, March 26, 2021. Wow. I didn't see that either, but uh, that's exciting. I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to that movie. But is it horror, guys? Sure. Horror adjacent at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we got monster movies and stuff. There's killing in it. I mean, counts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's close enough. Yeah, a little more on the action side, but, you know, I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah, either way, I don't care. I'm going to see it because that's going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I hope King Kong will. Yeah, I do too. Cat, whose side do you want? See, I don't know. I I don't want to make enemies because um, I'm going to be happy either way. They're not King Kong and Godzilla but, are not real cat. <laughs> I'm with you guys. I don't want to make enemies with you guys because my oh. instinct says Godzilla. Oh. Rob isn't real either, though. He's a figment of our <laughs> imagination. There's no way someone could really exist that enjoys Rubber and all these other movies. He's like, you know, Rob, you do That's seem now. like an underpants gnome of bad movies. A what? <laughs> and, like an underpants gnome. A bad movie, like you just come out in the middle of the night and drop all these bad movies around oh. and steal our underwear and leave. Well, I, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> you should put that in your Twitter bio. The underpants, no, <laughs> bad movie. But um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that. It's, uh, I guess it's hard. We will call it hard. Yeah, no, I, I'm excited for that one. So that's uh, it's cool that they moved it. Something I want to see is actually coming out earlier than anticipated. That hasn't happened in a while. I was shocked. <laughs> But, I mean, I guess we may see that more often, though, now. Because these movies, a lot of them are ready to go. Mm-hmm. And, and Kong and versus Godzilla, that's um, that's going to fall under that Warner Brothers umbrella. So it'll be in theaters and on HBO Max. Right. 
Right. They need to just do that with Halloween and put it out early. Like they really do. They're not going to put it out early. They're not. They really are. But stickler. but Jason Blum has said we will get it this October. We better. So if theaters still aren't, if if we're still in this mess in October, um, I I think they'll go VOD with it. But wouldn't that be the bitch of it? They pushed it back an entire year for nothing at that point. Yeah. All right. Um. The next thing I want to mention, you guys. There's next month six new episodes of The Walking Dead. I don't care. Damn. I'll be six episodes further behind. Oh, <laughs> God. I am looking forward to not watching those. It's, the thing is, I keep meaning to watch Walking Dead, and it I have not ever. So eventually, maybe I'll get around to it, but it's it's been so long now. <laughs> wait, wait. So by never? Never. <laughs> like, as in ever? Never, ever? I refuse. No! Never. I, I, I read the comics. <laughs> Damn, and I was like, I I made it um like one anthology in into the like what is it five anthology set, and then I was like, you know, I I'm just gonna go ahead and I, I'm gonna at least finish the second one because I had the first two, and then w- when I finish that, I'll start the show, and then stuff came up and I never finished it, and then it was like, well, you know what, I can just start the show whenever I want because they're different. You know, it's not like I'm going to spoil the show or anything. And then I just it didn't. I haven't yet. There's not a reason. I <laughs> I, I think you should eventually watch it only because like I was a Walking Dead fanatic when it came out. And, you know, I, I didn't watch last season. I was behind on the season before that. And I finally caught up. I didn't watch any of last season. And then I watched the finale just because it was finally something new that was coming out and nothing was at that time. So I just said, fuck it, and watched that. And, I mean, it was it was cool. I mean, they're still doing some cool things, and it's coming to an end. So, you know, you'll have plenty of time. You're not going to be... There's only so many <laughs> episodes more you're going to be behind. So that's a positive thing. <laughs> yeah. It, it has gotten, gotten a little bit daunting at this point, because, you know... Seasons, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I started saying, like, I'll watch it someday, I was like... And behind, and now there are nine more. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. that's a commitment. It, They've got ten seasons. I think so. It might be ten. Wow. Or 11. I think the I think the next season is the eleventh, and that's that is it. a whole lot of boring waiting for something to happen. Bro, what do you mean, Rob? How much? Well, that show is is just waiting for things to happen. How much Walking Dead have you watched? I watched the first season. I said, screw this show, and I never went back. Bro, I don't know how you watched the first season of that and didn't get hooked, man. Because it bored me to tears. <sighs> Damn you. It got really good when Jeffrey D. Morgan came in with Negan, man. That it, it that was a whole new breath of fresh air into that suit. Mm. Give it another no, try. I, nope. Damn. <laughs> All right, well, way to shit on my parade. Vetoed. <laughs> yeah, damn, wow. Sweet Jesus! All right, so the next, uh, next thing up. Uh, oh, okay, we've researched this pretty well. Um, Patrick Bryce has a Netflix movie coming up, and it's called "There's Someone Inside Your House." And uh, I guess a little more of the story got revealed for that. But Patrick Bryce was the director of Creep. Oh, that's fun, right? So, I mean, I, I'm not too familiar with Patrick Bryce himself, but I do enjoy Creep a lot. Do you, do you guys give a shit about this one? Um, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll watch it. I like Creep a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll check it out, probably. Yeah, I like Creep. Did you guys see Creep 2? 
Mm-hmm. I liked Creep 2 less. <laughs> Me too. But, uh, yeah, it, uh, in terms of Netflix sequels, it's not the worst one by a long shot. They should put that on the poster. <laughs> it's not the you worst one. You can call one. me for that. <laughs> Netflix, if you would like some blurbs, yep. I am available. I feel like Creep 2 should have came with a warning that you were going to see as much dick as you've seen. <laughs> like, because they just really threw it right in your face. I was like, whoa. Okay. <laughs> I you never yeah. I never expect a penis. No 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 yeah it, it, uh, that always catch you off guard anyway. <laughs> like usually they'll like maybe you'll get a flash if the most you'll get a flash of a dick. This was like hey here look mm-hmm. the amount of manscaping that went into that scene. holy shit <laughs> anyway um yeah I, I like creep a lot creep two is you know is alright but peach fuzz was the shit and I, I liked how uh, Patrick Bryce was able to take. Because you know, it was a very simple movie, and he made it you know feel bigger than it was. So I, I'm I'm down to watch anything he does for now until further proven otherwise. I will say Peach Fuzz is the only thing I remember about Creep. It's been a while since I've seen it, uh, uh, and the first thing that came to mind when you said Creep Fuzz is like, Peach oh yeah. I rewatched it. Uh, I don't know, a few months ago, and uh, I really liked it. Does again. it hold up? Yeah, yeah, it held up well for me. I'm always afraid to like rewatch movies that I just like stumble on when I'm on Netflix because it's like sometimes I really enjoy them, but then when I go to rewatch it, it's like what? <laughs> yeah, you'll go because you when you just stumble upon them, then you, My bar's you don't really lower. have. Yeah, your I ex, your expectations aren't super high. Yeah. You know, and then you watch it and you're like, oh, that was good. So then when you go back and watch it later, you're like, oh no, no, I was wrong. So I, I've been kind of afraid to rewatch Creep for a while. No, I, for me it held up really well. I, I, I enjoyed it. I watched a, a movie on Netflix recently about two twin sisters that were yoga teachers. I'm listening. It, pff, <laughs> they, they stopped listening. It was terrible. It was awful. Uh. Yeah. Ugh, God, that, that was a regret. But yeah, so that that's kind of cool. The last thing I wanted to mention to you guys, be nice. No. Uh, <laughs> we can't agree to that. God <laughs> ah, damn it. Uh, Scream is, as of yesterday of this recording, January 14th, is officially one year away. All right. We're talking about five cream. <laughs> Excuse me, bitch. Stop this. You're right at the bat. You guys said be nice. Come on. So I, I'm i excited about... Uh, <laughs> I almost said five cream. Damn, damn it. Um... <laughs> I'm excited about Scream, but I am going to say that that news agitates me. I don't think the the more we talk about this, the more agitated I get. That's too much hype. That's that's too much of a hype time for a movie. Like I want to know a couple months before when a movie's coming out. I've been, especially with 2020 being the way it was, I've been waiting too long for too many movies that I'm excited about. I just. I want them to tell me right before a movie comes out so I can be excited. A year is too far away. Like, I don't want to know that. <laughs> I want to be excited. And in 10 months, I'll be excited about Scream. Yeah, I was just bitching about Halloween last week, the week before, whatever it was. Like, dude, it's October. We're in January. Leave us alone yeah. for now. Yeah. Like, it's not that I'm not excited, but... Yeah, you're reminding me I have to sit here and fucking wait forever for it. Like, you're making me mad. <laughs> mm-hmm. I suck. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. I, um, I'm looking forward to it, though. Rob, what if it's not good? 
No, I don't. Um, I have no doubt it's probably not going to be good. <laughs> I'm looking forward to being disappointed by it. <laughs> uh, Rob, can we go see that movie together? Maybe we should do that. First slasher radio meetup. Yeah, we got to go see that movie together. And you have to sit right next to me. And I might need console. Because <laughs> like, if it's bad, honestly, <laughs> like not even joking, like it will break my heart if this movie sucks. Like it really will. Uh-huh. Um, I almost said see, something mean that I didn't. <laughs> don't I saw, didn't leave Scream 4 alone. <laughs> I saw Scream 3 in theater. So um, I've already had my heart broken by that franchise. Yeah, I, you know the thing with Scream Three, and I'm not gonna sit and act like it's great or nothing, but I don't know. I like I didn't leave it saying like I'm talking. I I hope it's not a piece of shit. Like Scream Three was not a piece of shit. You know. Uh, all right. Well, that's where we differ. Rob, <laughs> you really would give that movie like you would call it a piece of shit. Yeah, it's, it's not a good move. I, I think he has. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. I'm pretty sure that's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> Come on, bro. I mean, it kills alone. Like, it has some corn. No. Nah. Give it a portnoy right now. It's been a while since I've seen it. Okay. Um, An off-the-head portnoy. 3.2. Yeah. Oh, boy. Jesus Christ. Sweet Jesus. Rob. I really don't like that one. I think the I think the the idea, uh, like the premise, is a lot more interesting than the actual movie. But it had that. That's a trap. Yeah, but that it a doesn't lot matter if you, if you can have the greatest premise in the world if you can't execute it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And I don't think they execute. It was Courtney Cox's bangs? What? Well, yes. Those, those also. <laughs> Damn. I I wouldn't. I personally wouldn't call Scream Three a piece of shit. So, you know, and, and I love Scream 4, as everybody knows, and about 26% of people on Twitter agree with me now. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I never, it never really, it, they, to me, they never gave me a Freddy's Dead. They never gave me a Jason Goes <laughs> to Hell. You know, they, ne- they never did me dirty like that. So, if they do, I'm going to be really upset. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I don't think that Scream 3 is on that level of bad. Okay, see, there you go. Yeah. It's not a piece of shit. I don't know. I mean, you know, there are varying degrees of shit. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is true. Yeah. All right, so we made it through the news. That was a lot. Yeah, yeah we've been slow re- recently, so that was quite a lot. Yeah, they, they gave us a lot right out of nowhere. Yeah, so guys, we are talking Hush this week, and... Me and Kat talked a little bit about it before uh, we hit that red button that says record. Rob, what do you think about Hush? Upon rewatch, Uh-oh. I didn't like it as much as I thought I did. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Did we not call it Kat? I, yeah, we were, we were talking about this uh, before you came on, that you were going to end up not liking Hush. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm not, I don't want to say I didn't like it. Okay. I, like, it's not bad. It's just not as good as I thought it was. Well. What in the the rewatch fucked it up for you? I don't know. Um, I just I didn't find it because uh, I'd only seen it once before, and it was a situation like we were just talking about where I sort of stumbled across it on Netflix. Um, and I I really really liked it, and just rewatching it, it wasn't grabbing me in the same way. Like I I found I kept looking at my phone. Um, I just wasn't, uh, I just wasn't as, as engrossed in the movie as I re- was the first time I watched. See, I don't understand that. Cause I've seen it 
a bunch of times and it's like held up very very well for me i agree i, I rewatched it as we were waiting for you rob i had it on and i was finishing <laughs> it i watched it again and that was my first time watching it the whenever the hell i watched it this week um i could see that though because i did like as i was watching i still liked it a lot but i did notice see my thing was it went by a little too fast i'm like oh wow we're here already it's like okay you know it's kind of like a big hide and go seek game but but i still enjoyed it but i did i noticed in my head i was like you know feeling a little differently about it but nowhere near to you know change my perception on it as as a whole for the movie yeah i think in my mind it just went from a, a movie that i was telling people was really great to one that now I feel like is pretty good. Like, I don't think it's a bad movie. I just, it wasn't, it didn't feel like, I didn't get that sense of, like, tension that I had the first time I watched. See, this is uh, one for me. I, I would highly recommend this movie to just about anyone at any time. I, I think it holds up really well. Uh, and if you haven't seen it, definitely, I would always say, give this one a watch. Uh, we were saying this, uh, I, I sent this out when you suggested that we do this. It's like in my top 10 horror movies. Like Damn. ever? Yeah. Have you only seen 12 horror movies? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn. Okay. I, I That's mean, pretty like, high. I, I seriously love this movie and it's, and one of the reasons, uh, I, I was surprised uh, to hear you say that you didn't like it as much on the rewatch. I feel that way about most horror movies like if i watch them too close if i watch the same movie too close together um i i do the second time around like it loses my interest no matter how much i love it um and, and i think that's something about all of the movies that i rank very very highly are that i could watch them you know like several times back to back and they wouldn't lose my interest and um I watched, I, I found this one and I, I watched it by myself and then I ended up rewatching it like with my family and at the time uh, with my boyfriend and I like, I was just going around making different people watch Hush. <laughs> I watched it like <laughs> 10 times that first uh, like month that I had seen it and I just, it got me every time. Like I was engrossed every single time. Cat was the Hushinator. That's kind of <laughs> funny. I do think like half of the Netflix views might be mine uh, inadvertently. <laughs> you see what I like? I mean, I, I didn't, I heard so much about it and that will automatically turn me off on a movie, which is why I'm just now watching it. And man, it, it, it had a cool premise and like, I was down for that. And 12 minutes in boom, action. You had a screaming chick at your, at your door, all bloody and shouting. Like, okay, here we go. And, you know, it, I, I like when movies do that a lot, you know, like when you can hit me right off the bat with something good, like, let me know you're a horror movie, damn it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm down for story and all, and I, you know, that's cool, but like, you know, you could hit me with a little something because it did do that. And then it slowed down, which is nice. Like, it's not, you don't have to go balls out and then leave the balls out. Like you could put them back away for a little bit and then pull them out again later. So I'd like that it did that. I also like that. It gave you such little backstory, but at the at the same time, so much in those twelve minutes leading up, like you, you knew everything you needed to. You're like laughing. There, there are some fun light moments. You know, there's there's a little bit of a comedy aspect uh, in the beginning, and then yeah. 
See, I felt like it spent about 10 of those 12 minutes telling me how deaf she was. Like they really beat you over the head with the fact that this woman can't hear. Every person she comes into contact with, uh, you know, in those in those first 12 minutes or whatever, like, oh, so you're deaf. Two people. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, oh, you're deaf. Oh, you're deaf. Hey, she's deaf. Did you know she can't hear? It's just like, oh, stop it already. I got it. See, I don't think I, I never felt that way. For me, it wasn't that they're like trying to remind you that she's deaf. For me, it was they're trying to ease you into the sound design for when you're supposed to be like on that. uh audio journey with her yeah i also like that in that i mean yeah it was kind of tied into that she's deaf but they also told you how just by showing the the back of the book or you know whatever it is that they showed you and they it wasn't that she was just like born that way like she had a medical thing so you know some shit like she suffered there was pain there you know and that tied in towards the end of the movie too when, you know, she was hallucinating and all that, or, you know, the hearing the voices and everything. So, it, like, it, it made a lot more sense with that, too. And they didn't, ha- like, you didn't have to spend all this time with flashbacks and all this bullshit that you really don't care about to get there. You know, I, I, I thought it was... And then the, and they also got to the point where she really is in the middle of fucking nowhere. You know, like, her neighbor that came over, like, they made it clear those are the only three motherfuckers in that area. You know, they they, they kind of, they set the table nicely, and they didn't take a lot of time to do it, which is pretty cool. It's one of the few, like, they, hey, I'm not going to say. she's deaf? <laughs> oh my God. I, I'm not going to say they're, like, completely out of, um, I don't know how to, like, there's a couple time skips in the movie, but for the most part, this is, like, a real-time horror movie, which at, you know, when it came out, no one had been doing that for kind of a while, and it, it was, kind of a relief, you know, because like you said, like, there are a lot of time jumps and flashbacks and, you know, convoluted storytelling devices that we get kind of reliant on, and it it was nice that this is just like an, okay, you're going through this as she's going through it, and, you know, it's, but it was still very tense, you know? Yeah, yeah, I mean, even on the rewatch, I got chills again. I forget the exact scene, but I, re- I was sitting there like, oh, oh, oh damn, like, I got, I, I legit got chills again. Oh, I remember what it was. It was when she was, uh, let, let's talk about this scene real quick. If you're sitting on your couch, and you get <laughs> pictures of you sitting on your couch, that, dude, that is fucking freak. Yeah. Like, my, I, my skin's crawling just, th- like, could you imagine that, man? <laughs> And and from inside the house too, at that some of them. Yeah, it was, see, it, that was the kind of thing that that really freaked me out the first time that I saw it. But then on the rewatch, I was just like, okay, like it didn't really hit me with that same effect. The scene that I would like to talk about, I, I know we're kind of like jumping around, and I'm sorry, but I'm just so excited. One of my favorite parts of this movie, I think, the reason why it ranks so highly for me, aside from. For, for me, there really is a rewatchability factor. Me too. But Maddie is one of my all-time... She's my favorite final girl, I think, maybe ever. She's so good. And the fact that she's willing to... She's trying to taunt the man. And she the fact that she's willing to stick her finger into her own like Ugh. leg injury uh-huh. to write out in her blood and then go to him is like... It's one of the most badass, like... <laughs> 
that was power cool. plays of all time. I love that scene so much. Yeah, that is that actually that that was pretty cool. Yeah, like she had she had gone through all that at that point, and that was right after she got her hand stepped on. So yeah. it's like just when you think she's down and out, she's still saying "fuck you." All that on top of being deaf. Oh my god! <laughs> but you know, one thing that disappointed me because when I I didn't first hear about it, but my my sister had told me that I had to watch this a while ago, and she was explaining it to me. like I had heard of the movie, but I didn't really know much about it. And she was like, oh, yeah, you know, this guy breaks into the house and, like, this girl's deaf and he's doing all this stuff and she can't hear him. That's how she laid it out for me. And the trailer and, like, all the little bits that I've seen up until that point, I seen, like, the when he's behind her and all that shit in the house when she's on the couch. I, I wish they would have done more of that. That's where they missed the boat a little bit. Like, if they would have had a little more of that, because, dude, that, that to me is, like, creepier than anything. I think um, that's part of the reason that I didn't enjoy much this second time around. That is the stuff that I really remembered from this movie. Right. Um, in my mind, it was a, a lot like the Strangers, where they spend, you know, a ton of time toying with them. Right. And he, he does a little bit, but not nearly as much as I kind of remembered it. So I think I was also a little disappointed that that part sort of went by so fast. And then we got into this sort of cat and mouse game that I, I, I really do like that part that where she's on the couch and he's behind her and, you know, she's talking to her, her friend or whoever that was on FaceTime mm-hmm. and her friend's like, well, what was that? Well, just move. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that was, that sort of thing was cool. But then that all sort of went away. He could have spent a lot of time in that house. Yeah. See, I don't think so. Like, I loved that part of the movie, but I, because I also remembered that. I, I think that's maybe one of the things, because I really, really like Maddie as a character. And that was what I took away from my first viewing. Like, I, I definitely remember there being more of, you know, just like creepiness factor in the beginning, because uh, it's very strong while it's there. But I wasn't disappointed, because uh, like my on my rewatch, my first rewatch, uh, I, there was like more Maddie. And then, you know, after that, I started remembering things about like what a badass she is. And now that's kind of what I associate with my enjoyment of this movie to the point where like this last time, cause I haven't seen it for a while, um, up until this week. Uh, and when I rewatched it to cover this, I was kind of surprised at how much that like I've come full circle. I was surprised again at how much like creepiness there is in the beginning because when i had looked back on it before it was just like i remember (laughs) maddie just being a great final girl for for so much of the thing so i i always just kind of focus on like different aspects of it one of my favorite like uh sound choices i i think one of the tensest things for me also is like when she's under the port yeah Mm -hmm. It, it kind of comes back around to that where she doesn't know how much noise she's making. Yeah, I know. And that, that was <laughs> you like, you think you're out of tension and then, you know, you're just, you're not quite. <laughs> they played with sounds a lot in this. Cause I, I noticed that too. Cause they cut, it was complete silence. And then it's like the camera move panned out a little bit and it cut to reality almost. And you hear the leaves crackling. You yeah. know, and I, and I caught that too. And I'm like, damn man, she don't know that that's doing that right now 
and and even there was even that point where she's um i forget the exact moment but you know like she's looking around the house and she doesn't quite know where the hell he is and it's like man if you hear the floor creaking or you know a stomp or a step or anything you're alerted in your head there's something over there. she don't have that and you know she's doing all that looking around and everything and it's like damn man how helpless must she have felt in that moment it was incredible, but I mean, it, it definitely could have used a little bit more of that. He could have spent all night in that house, and it would have been hard for her to really know he was there. So they could have taken advantage of that a little bit. Another thing I wanted to point out where I feel like they dropped the ball, why did that mask come off and stay off? Well, speaking of the mask, I spent a good chunk of time on this rewatch trying to decide whether I thought his mask was creepy or stupid. <laughs> I go creepy. Because I know what they were going for. They were going for like that blank Michael Myers, ex- emotionless, expressionless face thing. Mm-hmm. But it kind of just looked dumb. Well, that's why he lost the mask. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was glad he oh. took it off. You think so too, Kat? You think it was dumb? No, I I, I don't okay. think that it was. I thought it was uh, But I, I do kind of like that, that he takes it off. I, I like that just the kind of determination where it's like, this should be such an easy win for him. Right. You know, and, and the fact that he's willing to take his mask off as early as he is to just, you know, like fold cards, fight to the death with this woman. He should be able to kill very easily. I, I think just. Right. Cause he takes it off after she writes on the window that she hasn't seen his fate. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, he's, he's sending a message. He's letting her know, no, nah, I'm going to kill you tonight. Yeah. And and I and I get that. Like that moment was awesome where he took yeah, it was definitely a it don't matter. You're mm-hmm. you're done. And plus I think he was also he saw his reflection in that glass and he was like, God, this looks <laughs> dumb. I'm gonna walk around a movie and this whole thing. I wish he would have put it back on though. And uh, one of the main reasons, because shortly after, which was another amazing scene, he takes the neighbor and she's banging on the window. Mm-hmm. That was an awesome fucking scene, and it was really cool. And when he creeped up with his head behind her, dude, if he had that mask on, it would have been perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That one I can see. Yeah. That, that one I can come around on. They could have came and <laughs> went with it. You know, like, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I, I, and, you know, I, I noticed that his, on the rewatch, like, his body language changed when he took it off. Like, I, I was almost questioning if it was two different actors for, you know, I, I don't know why they would do that. But it was so different because when he had it on, he was just so much more confident and he was walking straight up and every step was like you know like it felt calculated and just like he was all in control but then once he took it off and he's walking around out there like you know he's just walking like a regular dude and he looked like a regular fucking guy i I don't i want my villains to stay villains like this guy looked like someone who pumped my gas a few weeks ago well he's a you you can tell he's an evil guy because he has a neck tattoo I know that. See that? That's the thing. Why are you wearing a mask when you have something so identifiable staring <laughs> you? And like that was dumb to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't understand that. Mm-hmm. And why is your choice of a weapon a crossbow? Oh, see, I love. I like. I liked that a lot. I can get with that cat, but it was the most <laughs> crossbow I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. No, I'm not a fan of the crossbow. So I think that it can be really effective or really dumb, and I, I think Hush might be one of the reasons why I finally came around on it. Then, and um, your neck, I, I also really appreciate the use of. <laughs> that wasn't a crossbow, though, was it? Was, was that a bow and arrow? 
I don't even remember anymore. I don't remember. I haven't seen your next <laughs> in a long time. Okay, we, we got problems here. Hold up a second. Hold on. How the hell are you bringing up famous crossbow carriers? And you didn't mention Daryl Dixon once from Walking Dead? You haven't seen, seen it. it. But that means Daryl. You don't know Daryl? We're not all your grandmother, Mikey. We all don't love Daryl. Damn, man. Shame. Daryl, I mean, he made the... I, I think he's the reason they used the crossbow in this bitch. I'm just saying. But anyway... <laughs> I I liked I didn't mind the crossbow like you know it's something different it's cool he did have the knife too so it, you know it wasn't lost entirely but man like do not give me the arrows with the fucking different colored things on the end like the twelve year olds use like I no give me a a beefy crossbow with some you know hefty arrows like that's what I want I was so mad at that I'm like really and I I liked that. One of the things that was really cool for me about the crossbow is that there was also that interaction where it's like it's such a smart move to go after the strongest weapon of your enemy. But then the fact that she had so much trouble actually using the crossbow, yeah. I, I, it, it was just like that extra little tactical thing that I really appreciated about. That. He was sitting there watching her try. Yeah. yeah it was just like, all right, go ahead now, now figure it out. When she was trying to, uh, trying to figure out how to use it, it reminded me of that, the guy in ready or not, who's watching it, who's watching a YouTube video on his phone. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen Ready or Not. Oh, Mikey. Oh. Wow. We're going to have to do that one soon, guys. Okay. I'm down. <laughs> Ready or <laughs> Not one. Was one, it was one of those things I was like, I was so, um, I was in the theater ready to just be so disappointed in a movie, and it just surpassed every expectation that yeah. I had for it. Yeah, I went into, I went into that one thinking I'm either going to love this or I'm going to hate it, because usually that's what happens. You know, it, it, they'll, they'll find a way to screw it up, but I really like that movie. Yeah, I got to check out Ready or Not. I haven't seen it. Yeah, man, I mean, god damn. It, it, those arrows were like a glorified dart. <laughs> I was so mad. I also, and you were talking about the uh, the storytelling not needing to take up a lot of time. The tally marks etched mm. into the side of the crossbow. That is just one of the like cleanest, most succinct storytelling devices. And creepy. You know, and it was creepy, yeah. yeah. And they didn't need to spend a lot of time on it. There was, like, no narration. There was no line about it. And I, I think that's something that makes the movie feel very clean, is that they don't have to, you know, especially because Maddie doesn't talk a lot, uh, you know, except for to herself. Uh, and, you know, no one talks out loud to her. It's, like, it's very clean storytelling. They don't have to, like, over-explain a lot of stuff. And yeah, that, that was a really nice touch. I, I did like those uh, marks on the on the crossbow. Mm -hmm. There were uh, some things like I really liked too. She was talking about being a writer and how there's a million different endings and she has to work them all out in her head. And then that came into play later when she was trying to figure out what to do. Mm -hmm. You know, if I go outside and I do this, then this is I can't do that. This, you know, running through all her different options. I, I really enjoyed that part. I I think I might be biased to like this movie as a writer. Because I don't think, I instantly identified with that concept, and it felt so strong as an ending for me. Uh, Rob, also, by the way, since you were knocking the beginning of this movie, all she did, I mean, that, that goes to show you right there, that's another thing that came into play. Aha! <laughs> yeah, um, there were some things I liked. There were also some, it, was just, it, it wasn't it just didn't grab me the same way on a rewatch. That's all. Yeah. Um, I, I could definitely I, see how this is a movie that doesn't too. I don't blame. 
and there was a huge problem for me in it. Uh oh. Um, that that didn't make sense. Uh oh. <laughs> How did he get in the bathtub? He dropped down. Wasn't there a shadow yeah, from the, the window? window? Yeah. Yeah, you can that little tiny window. No, yeah. I don't buy it. That window was too small. I didn't see the shot of the. I just assumed there was a window there. I didn't even notice the window. There's there a tiny a window. window there. I think it's too small. I don't think he gets in. Well, that's the thing is that he's like he's he's grunting and making a ton of noise, and you don't get to hear it. That's it's the, the experience. Yeah. No, but I I don't I don't I literally physically don't think he could get in that window. Maybe not. Yeah, they could add a better window there. But the scene itself, I mean, see, that's the thing with movies too. If you're gonna have something that, even if I can, if it point blank doesn't make sense at all, or I have to question it, you better at least pay it off to make me forgive you. And I think they that scene immediately after, like just that him taking his time and being so arrogant, and that little bit of breath from his laugh and his arrogance is what fucked it. Like he could have had her. He could have had it right there, man. Yeah, they stole that from Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, I I mean, I guess, but st- I mean, it was still kind of cool. I don't know. It, it wasn't bad. Uh, what? Oh, I, 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 I'm mad that I'm talking so badly about certain points, but um, like another thing that didn't make much sense when the neighbor's husband came over. Like I, I can see you see a flashlight coming and someone telling you to get on the ground, you're going to assume it's a cop. But once you get a look at him, how is he a cop? Yeah, it doesn't scream cop. No gun, no cop car anywhere to be found. What did he walk there? No uniform. Right, nothing. Giant neck tattoo. I, I think that's kind of part of the, the beauty of it, though, is that at least I read it as he's trying so hard to be non-judgmental that he dies. <laughs> like. Eh. I don't know. I mean, if I'm in a situation where I can't find my wife and there's power off in the, the, my <laughs> only neighbor's house and no, no sign of anything, if I see some dude standing there looking like that, dude, you're getting taken the fuck down. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm asking questions after. That's it. He almost did get taken down anyway. He did. Yeah. He even said to see it's, it is cool that they, I mean, he was a cool killer. I, I, I don't think he was mm. terrible. He was. That was the well. I, I think that's another part of the problem that I had with it was I didn't, I didn't, I didn't find him scary. No, maybe that's maybe that's to your point of he should have kept his mask on. Yeah, definitely. And it, 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 he, they, they did what they were looking to do, though. I'll give them that because they wanted to show that he's. Because I mean, not for nothing, he's he's picking out women, you know. So I mean, at least from what we see, you know, he's killing women. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that goes to show a sign of weakness right there. He's obviously an undersized, like, he's not a huge guy. And, you know, he's taunting this death. I, I look at that as a sign of, okay, well, he's picking on the weak. It, especially yeah. with, you know, Maddie. He's, he's going for her and, and making such a project out of it. Like, he's enjoying it. So, he sees this big dude and it's like, it, they, they made him human. Like, he was smart enough to realize he's going to get fucked up. If he just tries to balls out this guy. And like even at the end, he's like, Yeah, I definitely wouldn't want that fight. <laughs> like you do. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, the mask would have did him well. You know, he was such a weak looking character. And the crossbow too is as cool as it was, it was like, you know, it's a kind of a I don't want to call it a weapon, but you know, like it's not as like he's not, he's not wielding an axe or nothing, you know? No, it's the problem with the crossbow to me, more than anything else, is it just seems really impractical. Yeah. You know, it's a ridiculous weapon to carry. 
But he had a small one, which is part of my problem. Like, I, I want a beefy, <laughs> like, you. I want a big, thick, oh, God, it's bad. I want a big, thick <laughs> arrow. You should have seen the hand movements oh, I was God. making, too, the hand gestures. Anyway, <laughs> so I want a big, thick arrow that looks like it's been through some shit, you know? And, I mean, that's just, that, that would have been a little cooler, but I, eh, I'm up in the air with the crossbow. But I, I feel like it fit him well. And I, I kind of like that he wasn't a particularly, because I agree, I, I think the movie was very scary, I think the movie was very tense, right. but he as a killer, you know, he, he's just not as scary as some of the killers, and I, I, like, I think that's good, I think it worked kind of in the movie's favor, because it doesn't always, you know, it, it's just one of those, you never really know, you have to be wary of everyone, because, you know, sometimes the little scrawny, yeah. Uh, Im- impractical guys, psychotic, and can, you know, maybe has killed like thirteen people with a child's crossbow. Like you just, you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that element of realism, I think, kind of it made it feel more real to me. Right. You know, the fact that he wasn't always, you know, like the top tier scary slasher villain. Yeah. It, it. Like I said, it. It was exactly what they were trying to do. I think. You know, like, that's what they were going for. And I, I agree. Like, you know, we love Jason. Jason's great. But Jason would have plowed through that glass door and it would have been a two-minute movie. You know, that would have been it. <laughs> but, so, you know, so it it definitely... And that, those are, like, as much as we watch these movies and think it's going to be some big burly man with a sack on his head that, you know, gets into your house and just chops you down. I mean, I would imagine there's not too many people out there in the world, and most of these murders that we hear in the middle of the woods are probably done by half gingers like this guy. So, you know, I mean, it it, it definitely worked. I'm not mad at it, you know, because if you get anybody who's too good at what they're doing, you know, like that, a deaf woman in the middle of the woods with nowhere to go probably wouldn't have stood a chance. So they needed to do that. So I, I think it worked out pretty well, too. All right. I mean, I, I didn't hate the movie. I don't, I don't dislike, I, I don't even dislike it. I just didn't feel like it held up as well to a rewatch. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see that. I can see that. But man, when, when she seen those, the pictures of her sitting on the couch and like her face, when she looked at that door mm-hmm. and when she was like, what that slow, cause man, I've heard sounds in the middle of the night and I mean, it don't happen often, but I've heard sounds in the middle of the night and I know what the house sounds like and then i know like a what the hell was that sound you know and like you do have that really slow fucking eyes wide walk where it's like all right what the fuck and you know like that that was just relatable and then when she when he was standing there i was gonna oh. say they subvert my expectations because uh, you've become conditioned in horror movies that she's gonna look and there's not gonna be anybody there right so when she looks around the corner and it slowly reveals that there is somebody there, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. And he's just standing there looking like th- that scene made that mask for me. That was great. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna ever buy that mask. Well, yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah, I, I thought it was. Hey, it's it's so it could have been worse. It could have been way worse. It could have been way worse. <laughs> At least they didn't put a bag on his head and cop out like that. I'll give him that much. Mm. You could have had a clown mask on, like we haven't seen that a million times. It it could have been way worse. Yeah, I don't know what it was about it. I just didn't like it. Yeah, that mask did not work. 
I just didn't understand why you're wearing a mask when you have a giant tattoo on. Like, I mean, you could be picked yeah. out of a, and you're not the biggest guy, so I mean, you're no, you have a lot of traits that are noticeable. This made no sense. Yeah, that, I mean, it's a weird choice to wear a mask. Anyway, you're out in the middle of nowhere. You know, your plan is to kill this woman. Who's going to identify you? All right, and not for nothing, he's leaving DNA all over that fucking house. Oh, Everywhere yeah, you yeah. walk, I mean, they, they would have found him very quickly with all the blood that was everywhere from so that that didn't make much sense and the car like he was reaching all in the car and shit like it just made no sense mm-hmm. which by the way yeah. uh i just wanted to know quick that her setting off that that alarm and then mm-hmm. going for that phone that really was smart i like that too yeah that was a really smart move um i i don't i don't know what kind of range she's got on her key fob but it's pretty pretty lousy though. yeah because she had a hell of a time getting that thing to work. Man, I've hit that fucking... Again? That, realistic. <laughs> not really. I, no, not for me. i got a remote start on my car. I can hit it right through the window. Oh <laughs> That's because you're not a writer. <laughs> writer salaries. Our car fobs suck. Man, I've hit that panic button by mistake from, like, in the house on the other side. And I hear the alarm yeah. going off and go, God damn Yeah, it. I'm like, who the hell's... Why is there... Some idiot needs to turn off the car. Oh, wait. That's me. <laughs> What did you guys think about the ending, though? I thought she was going to die for a second. I'm not going to lie. See, and this is another part of the problem. I don't really so, remember how it ended. I like the ending a lot because that's the thing is I, I think it ties back in, and we've already talked about it, that theme of there being a million different endings. I like the fact that it was just a little bit ambiguous. You see her fight enough to the point that it's satisfying. You know she gets him. You know that he's bested. Uh, it's It's very satisfying. But we don't actually see her getting help which just kind of leaves it open to oh that's right well she called doesn't she call 911 on the phone yeah you see the sirens coming right yeah yeah i can i I, honestly i because they they kind of got me i was confused when they had the false death when she went to run and it was really just her planning things out and i was sitting Mm -hmm. there like did she just fucking die like what the hell (laughs) And, like, they got me. I'm not going to lie. They got me. So, like, that had me thrown off. Like, I was like, Did, it, is she about to die? Like, it showed it was that corkscrew was kind of out of her reach. And, you know, it, it. I didn't know. I didn't know. You heard the heartbeat dying out and all that. Like, they, mm-hmm. they did a good job of that. I mean, I've seen a ton of scenes just like that where I had no question in my head. Like, okay, obviously, they're going to get stuck. You know, it was a generic scene, but th- they did it really well. And I really like uh, Mike Flanagan is very good at what he does. Mm. And, and I think Hush is, you know, what he does. I think it's a very good example of like what he can do. Speaking of Flanagan, mm-hmm. Rob, didn't you have bad things to say about uh, Dr. Sleep? I didn't like it. Oh. But uh, that's it's just <laughs> no. Uh, there were just weird choices. I, I just, yeah, no. I didn't uh, like Doctor Sleep. I, I I really like it's on my list of like of uh, favorite Stephen King adaptations, and I, I think Mike Flanagan is one of the well, Mike Flanagan, and um, I've got a little bit of a crush on Rebecca Ferguson, so that that helps. <laughs> I guess Rebecca Ferguson. Uh, she rose the hat. Oh yeah, yeah. See, that was one of my <laughs> big problems with it. That's a stupid name for a person. Rose the hat. That her hat wasn't even her most interesting feature. No. Um, that, was, that was a downside. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get that. You know, and what if she loses the hat? Then what do you call her? Well, Just Rose? You, you can't. 
lose the hat. <laughs> uh, now, I I liked Doctor Sleep up until it started relying on uh, until they went back to the Overlook. I will say that was not so. I have a weird relationship with Doctor Sleep in that the the Shining is not my favorite Stephen King story. Um, yeah. I think Doctor Sleep is in a weird situation because I really liked the directing. I really liked the acting. I, th- there were so many like individual things that I liked about Dr. Sleep. I think I might have actually, it may be one of the few King stories where I liked the movie better than the book. Maybe. <laughs> hmm. uh, I-, I felt like the movie was cleaner, but I, yeah, the overlook was a little bit disappointing. Well, it, yeah, because the I mean, finale. they got like, instead of trying with all the new technology that they have at their disposal to, to do these interesting things where they could have intercut footage of Jack Nicholson somehow or something. Instead, they just got like a guy who was like a Jack Nicholson impressionist or something. It was like, that was weak. I thought, um, I didn't mind that they recast, but I I think it almost would have been cleaner. I think that's where Dr. Sleep failed. Uh, Like the one element that I didn't like is because it was like, it was a, it was half based off of the book and half a sequel to Kubrick's Shining, which it didn't need to be. Mm-hmm. Like, it could have been either or. And yeah, it was I, like, mm. I don't know. There, there were just a lot of weird things in there that I didn't like. Like, you know, the, um, I thought the idea of the people hunting the, the uh, people with the Shining down was interesting. But then when they showed it, it looked more like uh, they were harvesting Scream from them, like in Monsters, Inc., <laughs> than anything else you know like i was just like all right this is weird um yeah there were i just i didn't like that movie yeah i i liked it oh, like overall uh it falls in the winning category of of stephen i i've learned recently about myself that i have a lower opinion of stephen king adaptations than i think i do <laughs> hmm. Uh, well, we all know the best adaptation of stephen king is maximum overdrive it's <laughs> not go God damn. <laughs> uh, you've made me hate that movie. Congratulations. I hope you're happy. The movie is awesome. I never hated it before, but now I hate it. I hope you're happy. Um, I, but I, I like a lot of Mike Flanagan stuff, though. Um, I think he's right. And again, I don't, I don't necessarily dislike Hush. I just, there were things that I noticed about it this time that hit differently than the first time I watched it. Um, but yeah, he's got a lot of a really good work. Dr. Sleep, I, you know, I think his hands were kind of tied on that one. And, and I went in to Dr. Sleep in such a weird headspace anyway, because I um, actively dislike the movie The Shining. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I don't think it's good. Um, and so I, that was always sort of, I kind of carry that baggage into the, you know, quote unquote sequel. We, we were talking about this before you showed up. I almost didn't go see Dr. Sleep in theater because I did not have high hopes for, like, I didn't want to see the story of The Shining continued. I didn't think it was going to be good. And I, the only reason I went to see it was because it was a Mike Flanagan mm-hmm. movie. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, he's done a lot of other stuff that I like. Like, uh, you know, his, his adaptation of Gerald's Game is incredible. That's the best Stephen King adaptation. Like, jokes aside. <laughs> best no, jokes King aside, movie. it's Maximum Overdrive. No, 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 no. <laughs> not okay. <laughs> It's definitely it. I'm just saying. No. <laughs> yes. No. Come on. Sleepwalkers. Um. No. That was a that was a rewatch that really. I. <sighs> I thought you were with me on this. I thought you didn't like it. 
I don't like it chapter one and two. Oh, you're okay. You're talking about the miniseries. Oh, of course. I thought yeah. you were joking. I'm sorry. Oh God, no, 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 no. <laughs> my, my mind went to the new ones, and I was like, no. Those no, look, you please. you guys can yell out all the names uh, of King adaptations you want. None of them have Emilio Estevez in them, so they automatically lose. I didn't know that was a plus. Well, no, <laughs> but uh, Gerald's game has Kate Siegel in it. Mm-hmm. Speaking of <laughs> uh, pretty ladies, mm-hmm. so um. Well, that's, that's Flanagan's cheek, because he's married to her. Yeah. <laughs> it helps. Uh, speaking of directors and stuff, though, uh, Rob, I, I don't know if you know this. You might be a little interested. William Freakin, mm-hmm. uh, as everyone knows, director of The Exorcist, was a big fan of this movie and encouraged people to go watch it. Yeah, I remember I remember reading that. That was one of the things that pushed me to, to check it out. You know, I love William Freakin. He's amazing. Yeah, I mean, you get somebody like that to co-sign it, man. I mean, shit. What yeah. do you want? Pretty sure Stephen King was a big fan of it, too. Really? I think so. Could you imagine? He's also a big Mike Flanagan fan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but, but uh, I mean, it's got to be fucking awesome to me. I mean, this came out in 2016. When Dr. Sleep definitely came out after that. So mm-hmm. t- to be able to have these people sit and, like, William Freakin, Stephen King, like, man, for them to sit and say, wow, this guy's movie, his stuff's really good. Like, that's got to be mind-blowing. Well, he was already working. I, I might be wrong about this. I think he was already working with Stephen King when Hush was released. Yeah, he Possibly. may have, he may have been working on Gerald's Game at that Gerald's point. Game was, because that's why I watched it. Um, was I, Like, I watched Hush to see whether or not I should get my hopes up about Gerald's Game or not. Hmm. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, but William Freakin too. I mean, that that's a pretty yeah. Th- yeah that one's no joke, right? Like- <laughs> yeah, I mean, Exorcist. It's like the king to some people. Yeah, yeah. So, and also, this movie was filmed in eighteen days. I'm always impressed when you can see like a short film time. I mean, they did a lot with the limitations that they faced. I mean, they had a million dollar budget. You've got a lead character who's a deaf mute. There's only like fifteen minutes of dialogue in the whole film. Yeah. Um. The rest is, you know. Um, basically silent or uh, or whatever. I like that Flanagan mixed the heartbeat sound in. Yeah, yeah. To the you know to the the sections where we were quote unquote hearing what she was hearing, you know, um, or not hearing, whatever. Yeah. So I, I think they did a lot. They they were working with a you know some serious constraints. You got what? What? There were like five total actors in this movie. Yeah. It's. Like Kat said, it, it's real time, one location. There are a lot of obstacles to making a good movie in there. Um, and I think that, for the most part, Flanagan did. See, that million-dollar budget, and I know it's not a lot of money in general for a movie. I, I'm looking at a million dollars in this and saying where to go. That's all the setting, right? Like, Yeah. Was, that, uh, was. <laughs> that, was, that was the biggest uh, suspension of disbelief hurdle for me. Was yeah. like, where is the money for this house coming from? This house is so nice. Yeah. Like, and and I know that she's like a bestseller, but just a- anyone that knows anything about like the publishing industry, I think was calling bullshit on that house. <laughs> like, yeah. There's no way that's a that's a cheap uh, cheap stay. Yeah, I was super surprised. Like when I seen it, I thought it was gonna be you know five hundred grand, six hundred maybe. Like, damn, a million! What'd they do with it? And it's not like she's a best-selling writer that has done like a lot of books. She's on. She, it's her second book that she's working on. Struggling <laughs> like, at that. 
Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm curious. Rob, if you had a guess, where would you say all that money went? I mean, million bucks? Yeah. Probably craft services. Damn. <laughs> uh, the mask design. <laughs> Here it is. And, uh, and crossbow lessons. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely didn't go. See, a million dollars, man, you couldn't get a better crossbow. Or at least arrows. Come on. <laughs> that, that really pissed me off. When I seen that, that, that arrow, I was like, are you kidding? There should not be colors on it. <laughs> like that that's like twelve year old stuff. The ones where they get in their little Christmas thing and they go in the backyard and shoot it at the dog and they never make it. Like that that's what it's supposed to be. Like, you don't on. think that adds to the horror? Like if you're being chased by a crazy crossbow killer <laughs> and then you realize that you're about to die to brightly color coded uh arrows. I'd be like, mad. Just- <laughs> I'd look him dead in the <laughs> eye. And with my last breath, I call him a pussy. You don't have the dignity to kill me with anything respectable. Pick up that knife in the corner and stab me like a man. Like, come on, dude. You're going to walk around like that? I'll assault him my whole way out. (laughs) Damn. I was mad about that. That really pissed me off. I I see that. Yeah. I was like, damn, man. You couldn't couldn't find nothing in the woods to shoot with that thing better than that little bitch-ass arrow. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I don't know I don't know that you see the million dollars on the screen maybe, but you know a million dollars doesn't go real far when it comes to making a movie. It don't, and I'm sure there's a million things where like the cameras were high quality. Like, it looked so. I mean, I'm sure that costs money. You know? Yeah. So yeah, I, think, I guess. All went to royalties for like to use Apple products. In it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of weird. Like Craig was. Like a facade, like I think Craig was just there to let us know that she really has nobody. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Like you would think at the end Craig was going to show up to save the day, and we never heard from Craig again. I that was another thing I loved about this movie. I thought for sure uh, either the ex, like I, I called really early that the ex was either going to end up being the killer or he was going to end up saving her and i was prepared to be mad about either one and then the fact that they didn't do it that would have been like such an easy way to tie that together and they never took it and i just really appreciate that yeah yeah me too i mean they they did things that were out of the ordinary like the mask coming off that right there we're just talking about with the the ex-boyfriend they they went different routes with that stuff and they also did like run-of-the-mill generic shit but they did it well so you know i'm i'm not if you could so many things have been done. Like you're gonna repeat stuff, and that's fine. But just do it right, and it's okay. Like Jason takes Manhattan. They did everything right, <laughs> and you know it turned out great. Shut up. <laughs> you want to keep bringing up Maximum Overdrive? Uh, another thing, the special effects, like, and it's something that I really appreciate about Flanagan. Even though I, I do think he has a little bit of like a weird hand fixation. Um, is that he, there aren't a lot of gore effects for the most part in in hush but the ones that are used are like very effective um and very like he doesn't hold anything back either and i the broken hand just like yeah the the close-up of that hand it's it's brief but it is messed up like that makes me cringe a little bit every time except for it's always the hand he claims the hand thing is a coincidence he says that but Mm -hmm. like the the grossest shot of Hush uh, is the broken hand. The worst shot of Gerald's game is Ugh. the hand. Oh, don't the worst even mention shot that. of Doctor oh. Sleep is the hand. There's 
that that Gerald's game thing just that it's one. not cool. Not cool, Mike. It's like it's such a psychological movie, and then just that really graphic shot of Ugh. the hand is. Like, Have you, there's a YouTube video somewhere of um, people watching that scene for the first time <laughs> and reacting to it that is just hilarious. He's got a thing for hands. Oh, we know what kind of porn he watches. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's a solo kind of guy. It seems like I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, hey, he found a little niche for it. I mean, it it is creepy. Like it, just looking at her hand all fucked up, it was like it, it, just a stomp. It was like you knew what it was gonna look like. I mean, sometimes that works for people. Tarantino's made a career off of feet. And another man we know what kind of porn he watches. Okay, we are on a roll for the pornos today. <laughs> um, I I mean, I mentioned everything I had to bring up, guys. Anything you wanted to throw in there? Final point. I like that the cat lives. Oh, hell yeah. Yes, yes, yes. That made me very happy. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I was so pissed off because I thought I really thought that cat was going to because he was a sick fuck. I'm like, man, he he is definitely going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was waiting for that, too. Thank uh, God. Another very realistic moment for me is when she uses like the one shot she knows she has to keep him from killing the cat. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> I didn't expect it either. I didn't. I didn't see that coming. No, I don't, I don't think I've got anything else. Uh, yeah, other, uh, yeah, I guess the last thing I would want to say about it is uh, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but she's deaf. <laughs> I can't stand you. <sighs> yeah, long live bitch the cat. For real though, that I was very happy for that cat to make it out of there. All right, guys. I mean, that's really, really all she wrote. Uh, you can check us out at SlasherRadio.com. Go check us out. Follow us on Twitter at SlasherRadio. Keep up with all the shit that we're doing. Make sure you go to Fansided. Fansided.com. Uh, uh, obviously, all your sports needs for any of our fellow sports fans out there. You can go check them out for that. They also have a really nice entertainment section where they have uh, an entire section for horror, which is, you know, kind of cool that they did that. You know, they, they do have an entire sci-fi horror section. They they have pretty much everything. They have WWE news, Game of Thrones news. I don't know how much that's going on right now. They even have Star Trek. Rob, I know you're going to be heading over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was trying to think of the catchphrase from Star Trek, but I can't think of it. They have a catchphrase? I don't know. Is there a catchphrase? I don't know. Cat, are you uh, familiar? Yeah, that seems like the person uh, we should ask. No, <laughs> It's Klingon for what do you want? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Star Trek is not really my thing. No, me either. Um, all right, guys. So, uh, uh, what cat? I'm going to spin off. I'm going to start like a nerd podcast. Oh, God. <laughs> where I just talk about Dungeons and Dragons and Star Trek. Have Rob <laughs> on it. It'll go great. <laughs> He'll be very informative. Nerds love me. I can just picture Rob everything castle. That's stupid. That's stupid. <laughs> I'll just get a button. I'll just get like a rub. Yeah. That's stupid button. You don't even gotta be there. She's deaf. That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um I'm on Twitter at Mikey's Dead. Rob, where are they finding you, sir? I'm I'm on Twitter at Radio Rob123. You can also find me on This Horror Life, my other podcast, which you can listen to wherever you're listening to Slasher Radio. I'm a little behind, Rob. I think I'm really I think I'm one episode. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I gotta catch up on one. I'm gonna do that Monday. Oh, wow. You, know, wow. you better hurry I up. Dare you. you better hurry up because you know we went weekly. 
I did hear you. I was going to bring that. I forgot about that. Yeah, I heard you guys were going weekly. Is that official, mm-hmm. confirmed? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's done. Wow, you got balls, huh? We are now weekly until it, it becomes too much, and I say, nope, we're going back the other way. <laughs> so Ghost has to put up with you every week now as opposed to bi-weekly. I prefer to think of it as Ghost has the pleasure of my company every week now. Thank you very much. These nuts. Yeah, <laughs> where are they finding you? At Pat underscore Valor, V-O-L-U-R. There you go. All in capital C and V, too. Brother. Capital C. That's the wrong way. <laughs> no. All right, guys, check us out. Next week, we will be back. Good night from Slasher Radio. All the best with Slasher Radio Podcast. Just so you know, I'm yeah. going to say something really weird to Rob during this recording. So. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just want to give you a hit. That's fair. He deserves it. I believe that. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't take much convincing. <laughs> I just, I trust you. I trust that he deserves it. Knowing Rob, it's easy to come to that conclusion. The the question I'm gonna be really pissed if he doesn't come come on with this one too because what I wanted to ask him was what kind of porn does he watch? Because <laughs> like I have to know, man. Like his tastes for horror movies are so fucking awful. It's like, what do you watch for porn? Like he has to watch some obscure, weird, like midget erotica or something. Like I don't know. He likes Shape of Water. Like it's his favorite movie. Like he's got to be. Oh into well, some then you have shit. your answer. <laughs> right. Right. Shape of Water. Is porn, right? It's fish porn, yeah. It's fish porn. It's fish porn. I was talking to um uh this girl Amber. She she listens to the show and we were going back and forth joking about Rob because she listens to this horror life too. <laughs> and she was like, that's how I came up with the question and she said like she could see him in like some all weather fucking like gimp outfit or something. And I'm like, dude, if I ever walked into his house and he was wearing that <laughs> I wouldn't even be like I wouldn't even really say anything. I just look him dead in the eye and be like, I fucking knew it, and I would just turn around, and walk <laughs> out. Like rubber, this explains it. That's it. It all makes sense now. All makes sense. I wouldn't even say another fucking word to him. Though, so if I could, this is like way off base, but if I could understand anyone's like porn preferences, it would be Clive Barker. <laughs> like I want to know what's going on there. <laughs> It doesn't even matter that I'd be scarred for life, but like I just when when you consider the plot of and and this is something I think about like every time I rewatch Hellraiser because it's like who what movie executives okayed a story about a box that can send you to like a bondage pleasure dimension at the cost of your soul that is like 
if you dumb it down, that's essentially the plot to the movie. And it's like, what what do you think this guy's into? <laughs> like, oh my god. The writer for this just has to not be okay. <laughs> you know. And then I when never you take into account like that. Things like <laughs> Because there was also, there was, like, a bunch of weird... Did you watch Books of Blood? No. Came out recently? Uh-uh. <laughs> There's, like, a bunch of really weird stuff in there, too, and it was, like... <laughs> Dude, like, that could be a whole segment we do, like, what would the porn be? Like, it's... that's I never thought about it like that, but, dear, Clive Barker's gotta be into... Oh, God, what his search history must be like. Holy <laughs> shit. There was also... He did a short story, and I really am waiting for the day that it gets adapted into just a horrific body horror movie. He did a short story about giants that are made out of hundreds of just normal sized people sewn together. What? Like, what? like, and it was a short story that sewed themselves together as part of like a religious ritual to construct giants. And I was reading it. And I was like, how the fuck do you sit and think about that? You know, and then come up with a whole fucking story about it. Like, what? The- that could be a movie, though. Yeah, I I would watch. That was the thing is, like, I didn't stop to think about how weird it was until I was at the end. And then it was like, what the fuck did I just read? Yeah, yeah, they got shit like that where you just, like, kind of get lost in it for a minute. And then when you're done, you're left with yourself. And you're like, what the hell was all that? There's also, uh, there's a writer online, um, Unsettling Stories, who does just, like, these really, really fucked up, they're, like, half horror, half erotica stories (laughs) that are just, like, you get to the end of one and you feel like you want to, like, bleach your eyes a little bit. (laughs) Goddamn. But, yeah, no, I I really, I want (laughs) to, and Rob, you know, Rob, too, like, he's kind of quick-witted, so it's hard to really catch him. (laughs) If he has an answer for that, I'm just going to stop trying. Like, if he has a <laughs> quick answer for what kind of porn does he want. But he'll own shit, too. Like, I, I, I'm i going to get his ass one day. Just completely off guard where he has no, he has no clue what to respond to. One day. <laughs> one day. One day. He, um... Man, I wish I still had what I said. He uh he he had to get bleeped one time before he became like you know permanent host on the show. He had to get bleeped one time when he was on it. I don't remember even what he said, but it it was enough to get bleeped. And I said to him after the fact, like, "Damn, dude, like, come on, I gotta bleep you, like, you can curse, but damn, what'd you what'd you say?" Because I forgot. And he's like, "What did I say?" And then I say, "You know what?" Because he was talking about doing this horror life, and I was like, whenever you do get that up and running, I'm going to come on, and I'm going to say something so horrific, you're going to have to bleep it. <laughs> and I told him I owe him a bleep, and I wish I would have kept what I said, because it was, it was something to behold. I'm mad. Damn, Ghost isn't even answering me now. What the fuck? They're, like, out of the movies. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> watching Hush. So watching Rubber. <laughs> she gives it to him too though which is funny like she i don't i don't even think she's watched rubber but she just gives it to him about it you okay you don't have to see because rubber is like it's one of those things it tells it all to you in the premise right 
Uh, and then you're like, I'm going to watch this because maybe, like, what if, uh, what if I'm wrong? What if it's something, like, extraordinary? And then you watch it, and it's exactly what you would think going in. Every bit. <laughs> Every bit. I'm still mad at that girl Amber, too, because she had my back on that rubber shit for, like, months and months. And then all of a sudden, I read a tweet where she's saying, I, like, I, I got, I wasn't, I had so many notifications going on, I didn't even really look. And I just like was skimming through some of them and it, it like I seen a couple where she was talking positive about rubber, but like it didn't click until like five <laughs> tweets by it. I'm like, wait a minute. What the <laughs> f- she's saying this is good. And I had to go back and read through. I'm like, what the fuck happened? But she did watch uh, uh, that fish thing I was talking about that like Rob likes and she, she didn't get on board for that. She's like, that's some weird shit. And that's how we started talking about the porn he would like. My, uh, my friend sent me, uh, had a t-shirt made for me. I wonder if I still have it. Um, cause he said it was one of the best things I'd ever said out loud. Um, it was you made a he shirt? Made just like a t-shirt for me. Yeah. That That's said, so um, nice. if it wins an, it, like if it wins an Oscar, it's not fish porn, it's erotica. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> That's what uh, and then he got uh, really agitated with me because we went out to dinner and I wore it and he's like, "This is not an appropriate." Wow! Wait a minute. Where'd you go out to dinner though? Is the question. It was like Outback or something. Uh, I don't know. You still probably uh, shouldn't have. (laughs) Probably not. No. (laughs) Did you have a hoodie or anything like a sweater? Damn! I just just wore it. Oh, you got balls. Okay, I like that. You got (laughs) balls. He got so mad at me, and I was like, you know that if you get me a t-shirt, I'm going to wear it out the next time we go somewhere. And he's like, That's yeah, fair. but why? Yeah, that he, I'm sure he was saying this is a more of an in-the-house kind of ha-ha-he-he between us. <laughs> like, what the hell is this? That is hysterical. Did, a, did the waiter say anything at all to you? Oh, no. Oh, come on. How did Luckily, they not? I, I'm at the time, not anymore, obviously. Because I haven't been out of the house for like a year. <laughs> um, used to be kind of familiar with the. I eat at Outback. This is one thing I've noticed uh, doing like my finances for this year is that I eat out too much when I have the freedom to do so. Right. Yeah. I love Outback. I haven't been to Outback. It, but Outback is so good. <laughs> dude, Outback is bomb, man. They used to have uh, um, like this macaroni and cheese thing when i was younger they i don't know if they still have it but man when i would go there that that was my sh- you know they do you guys have boulder creek no it's like a like a poor man's outback like it's good it's not like you know terrible but it's like a cheap outback and they had one of those over here so that was like i mean we have an outback but it's a ride so i would just go to boulder creek we don't even have that anymore yeah yeah and i don't, i don't need onions either so that blooming onion don't mean shit to me just saying so yeah not a big onion fan. Nah, fuck it. That's what we should have done. We should have conspired to watch any Japanese horror movie. <laughs> right. You know, we we really well, should. Wasn't on. <laughs> we should message privately, like on the side. And just come up with backup plans, just in case. Because this happens often enough. It does, yeah. We gotta just have a backup plan on deck. 
with <laughs> and just watch the movie on the side and be ready with notes to just shit all over Rob with some random Japanese movie. And we gotta say it's terrible. Can we watch St. John's Wart? <laughs> I've never even heard of that. It's one of those, I, one of my favorite things to do is to watch like, uh, like Asian horror films with both the dub and the sub. Oh, uh, to, to listen to like where the translation errors are and St. John's Word is one of those amazing things where just like the uh, the dub of it is so bad <laughs> that oh, I don't even oh. know what the movie's supposed to be about look at hey. look at who decided to fucking join the party oh holy shit but yeah you gotta love shit like that though <laughs> well holy shit it's Rob Humphrey you guys didn't think you were going to start this party without me, did you? We were about Wait, to. We did. We were literally about to start recording this. Oh, yeah? <laughs> what the hell are you doing? Are you scratching your nuts in bed? I may have been asleep. I may not have. You, I don't know. You are a princess, sir. You are a mm-hmm. princess. Damn, you're proud, too. I'm in my beauty sleep. Fair enough. Rob, are you ready to go? Are we, are we meeting your schedule? Yeah. Okay. I've been waiting. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> 